0: Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss national association raising awareness about gender inequality in the music industry while supporting, promoting and connecting professional female, inter, non-binary and trans artists. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be part of an empowering community. Find out more on our website helvetsiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Musicians in Conversation is sponsored by Suiza, the cooperative society of music authors and publishers in Switzerland. Hi everyone, welcome to Helvetia Rock to Musicians in Conversation. My name is Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. In this episode of Musicians in Conversation, I talk to Melissa Sue, who is a club DJ, producer and one of the founders of the record label Mirror Records. She's also a coach for the Female Music Lab DJ Workshop. We discuss the feelings of anxiety and nervousness when DJing, moving to burn from her native Ankara and the effect that had on her career. She also talks about her game theatre projects and shares with us her latest track, Altels. Melissa also answers an audience question and don't forget if you do have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Melissa Sue. Hi,
1: this is Melissa Su and you are listening to Helvetia Rock: Musicians in Conversation. 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 conversation.
0: conversation. 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 Alright, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me here today on Musicians in Conversation. How are you?
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm fine. I'm doing okay.
0: Good, good. Glad <laughs> to hear it. So, I'm going to start our interview with... Oh, no, no. I was going to start with the first question that I ask everyone, but I have another question for you. It's merhaba. Merhaba. Merhaba nesasem. Iyem çok teşekkürler. Okay, good, good, thank <laughs> great. You. you. People don't know that I've got language skills, you know. That was um, that was my limited Turkish. Obviously. <laughs> 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 no, that's good. <great>. Merhaba <laughs> nesasem. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, let's start with the first question that I ask everyone, and that is how did you get started on your musical journey?
1: It's a b- very big journey, um, I must say, um, because my music journey de- didn't start with the electronic music. Um, it started from um, very early ages, mm-hmm. I think, because of um, my father had a, has a big influence on this, I believe, because he's a music teacher, oh, wow. so at home the music was always the case and he always brings... Um, um, different instruments and um, so that's how I kind of met with music let's say and I tried to play a lot of instruments because of him as well and I was really interested in many different genres and um, at some point I even tried to um, get into an opera school because I was so into classical music and also opera and arias and all those kind of stuff. And that's <laughs> amazing. So it's it's a very um, a complicated journey actually. And at some point, I was listening a lot of metal music in my uh, teenager years, and then yeah. And then at some point, I met with uh, electronic music. Mm-hmm um but with my father and uh, afterwards when i was uh, getting prepared for the opera school i was uh, uh, doing a lot of ear trainings i think that was what i really like yeah
0: what does that involve ear training
1: ear training is like um for example on on piano they give you four or five keys at the same time so you have to um, um you have to sing them you have to hear all the keys one by one. Uh-huh. This is this is a part, and another part is that uh, they play a melody, and you repeat that, and with we, your voice, with your voice, yeah, and stuff oh. like that. Or they give you a, a rhythm, and mm-hmm. you repeat that. And usually, they are complicated stuff. Of course, it's not <laughs> yeah. really really easy. Uh, but I really like, I really enjoyed to do that. Actually, it was mm. kind of. Kind of a game for
0: me, yeah. But I'm also seeing how it plays into the fact that you're a DJ now, and a lot of the skills being a DJ, you have to really listen, and you have to hear the rhythms and hear the, yeah, the sounds. Do you, do, do you think that did prepare you? Do you think so? Absolutely, I believe so. Yes, yeah, because
1: I learned to listen, and mm. and I think this is really important, especially when you're um, DJing, when you're listening the tracks at home um you have to have the ability, ability to listen first for yourself and then and understand uh, this track or this song or this sound and
0: mm. um i believe it helped me a lot yeah i think that's so cool sorry i'm just imagining <laughs> you as a kid doing like the arias and stuff like that is there anything that you remember singing yeah, of course, but I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you just to sing now. No. Just to g- <laughs> We'd have I'm to change really the whole mic setup as well.
1: <laughs> I'm so shy about those kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> yes. But
0: do you still sing for yourself sometimes?
1: I do. I do. Mm. I do.
0: And I know that you've started to get into producing. We're going to listen to one of your songs later. But um, is it something that... Do you think you'd ever bring like a vocal style to what you're doing? Would you ever include your singing on stuff that you produce
1: um yeah at some point i tried but it didn't go further than just fun okay (laughs) i did some fun stuff um but now i i i don't know i prefer to have recording of other uh, other voices of Mm. my friends usually i haven't uh, used my own voice in any of my tracks yet
0: yeah yeah Okay, that's interesting no, because I'm feeling, you know, not a lot of people have that sort of classical training as yes, you have.
1: but uh, you to know. be honest, I don't really like my voice. Really?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know as someone who I've sung before, I wouldn't call myself a singer, but I, when you hear yourself it's always, you know, other people go, oh yeah, that's really great. And you're like, oh my god, did you not hear that? That didn't sound very good. I feel like maybe we're more self-critical than, you know. Maybe that's the case, I don't know. (laughs) So so how did you actually get into um, electronic music?
1: I was in high school, I think, when I uh, started to listen electronic music. And then um, afterwards, I had a lot of DJ friends, actually. I was going to clubs and parties quite often. Well, actually, there were not a lot of clubs back then when I was in, uh, in high school or mm-hmm. in the first years of the college. But as soon as I could go out, I would always go to the clubs and um, hang out with my friends.
0: At that time, did you ever imagine yourself being up there playing? And DJing to crowds. Did you ever look at the people on the stage and go, oh, "I could do that," or, or was that not even yet in your in your in your mind?
1: Actually, um, I don't remember. I don't have a clear picture in my head that I'm picturing myself on the stage. But the case is actually, I'm also an actress, so I uh, went to the acting school. I started there when I was, um, well, actually, I started with the theater really early. Mm -hmm. When I was 16, 17, I was already on the stage and I was already doing something. So it was not um, a big thing or it was not something to dream about for me to be on stage because I was already there. Yeah, yeah. In another form, maybe doing something else, but I was already there. So I already liked to be on stage and with people. But when I was, of course, when I was um, in the clubs and watching my friends playing their music and sound, I was pretty much interested. And when I want, went to, to listen to them, I was also just hanging out just next to them and watching what do they do? How do they do? How mm-hmm. do they play? And that's how I kind of started to, to this, actually, to yeah. DJing. Well, it's.
0: Yeah, so, so well, you you were more like you would you would see your friends doing it, and you were like observing what was happening, what what they were playing. Yeah, exactly. When did you did it have to take you so, a bit of courage to say, "Hey, can I have a go?" Or you know, what was that? <laughs> actually, like?
1: that's that's, that's uh, quite a funny story. That um, yeah, I was hanging out a lot with with this a friend of mine, and he was playing in a pre club. Actually, it was not even a real club; it was. a kind of a bar let's say and I was uh, watching him as I said a lot of times and once he said hey and he was of course showing me and this do- does that and this does that and you have to do it like this and this mm-hmm. is a transition whatever and then at some point uh, he said hey Melissa I have to go to toilet <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I have to pee. So, can you please take care of the uh, setup? And uh, there's, anyways, like five minutes until this track's gonna finish. I will be back in three minutes. And I believed him and I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I've never touched that before. Wow. Like in front of people. Yeah. It was a full, it was really crowded inside. Anyways, he left. And then three minutes left, four minutes left, left, five minutes left. The track is about (laughs) to finish. (laughs) And he's not around. And I was just so, so nervous. I was like, where is he? Should I do it? Uh, Yeah, well, the track is going to finish. And you shouldn't let to do
0: that. Exactly.
1: And I said, yeah, okay, never mind. I'm going to do it. Even though it's horrible, I'm going to do it. And I did something. I don't know how was it. I have absolutely no idea Mm -hmm. but i did it i finished it and i was just shaking and i was really nervous and i did the transition somehow and i saw him in the crowd watching me i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you throw me (laughs) you just throw me in the ocean and without like oh my god but i don't know that nervousity. yeah to be honest i still feel it mm. i still feel that exact n- 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 nervousness just before i started to play yeah maybe that was a trauma <laughs> no i don't know no no i'm joking it was really nice actually yeah. it was quite nice to jump uh, into it Why? right away and just do it without thinking i guess
0: I completely understand that. I'm still in shock that he did that to you. Yeah, <laughs> that I just can't, I find it kind of cool though. <laughs> it's so, the thing is, it's so cool, but I would really want to just like punch him. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> shake him. But it's that you know you've got no other choice. You either sink or swim. I'm just imagining this room full of people, and you have to make a decision right there. What am I gonna do? You know, but I like the fact that he saw, he must have known that you had this thing about you that he could do that for you or to you. I guess you know? he trusted me at yeah. some point, which is quite nice, actually. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. But I'm actually interested in the fact that you say you still feel that sort of energy in those nerves, even now. You're so experienced. I do. <laughs> so, how, I mean, because I know that a lot of people. Um, suffer from like performance anxiety and stuff like that. And especially young people coming into DJing and things like that, they might feel that they can't do it because they just get too nervous. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would you say to those people?
1: I don't know. Well, actually, for me, the case is nervousity is always there or the excitement or or this heartbeat just before you go on the stage. And this is pretty normal. I think that should happen anyways that shows you that you are alive and you are you are looking forward for this job or you care about this and this is i think quite nice and for me the case is i got really nervous but as soon as i step on the stage as soon as i start what i'm uh, supposed to do i just forget all about this and i just do whatever i do normally yeah so it just goes away like this i think they should just Jump in the water. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> and and nervousity and, and excitement, it's it's quite nice actually. It's good to
0: feel that. If you are involved in music as a hobby, profession or both, sign up for free on the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. It's about visibility, it's about community, it's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information go to musicdirectory.ch Right, so before before we do get into listening to your song, I want to ask you a question about making uh, money and making a living as an artist. What are some of the ways that you have found as a DJ you can make a living?
1: I don't have the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot do that. I don't know. It's complicated. It's everywhere. I think everywhere in the world, if you're an artist or if you're doing art in general, it's kind of tricky to make your to to continue your life out of only with that I've mm, I'm doing I'm trying to do theater I'm trying to um, make music since I don't know maybe 10 years now and I don't remember any part of well I do remember some period of my life that I made money only with music and touring was never enough mm. so i always needed a side job to um, continue my life or to pay my bills or
0: yeah absolutely but that is the reality for so many artists actually and that's not necessarily a bad thing i think
1: yeah i don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing but th- th- <laughs> yeah for me it's not a regular income you know you don't know when you're going to play especially when you're not a big name I always worked as a as a um, local DJ or yeah I was I am a local DJ I Mm -hmm. was a local DJ always so um, I could never know where I'm gonna play or how often I'm gonna play in a month or two months you Mm -hmm. know so that's hard that's the hard part I think because you have to pay stuff monthly and regularly so uh, you need something. Safe, you know. And with DJing, it's well. In my case, this is not really possible. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Let's take this time to listen to your song Tales. Can you tell me a bit about it first? What is this your first track that you've produced? Um, no,
1: not the first track I produced, but the first track has been released actually. Ah uh-huh. Why is that? Well. <laughs> Why is this the first one? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: are you sitting on like a whole catalog of songs? You're like, no, I'm not releasing that. I'm not doing that one. Yeah,
1: I think, I don't know. I have this thing that I never feel that a work is done. Mm. You know what I mean? I always find some more things to do about it. And, and for me, I never feel that I completed a track. I did a lot of tracks and I... Um, use them in my own sets without releasing them just playing them um as soon as possible um but i think i never felt that okay that's done so i can send it send it over but this time the case was they um directly asked me um if i can produce a track for them which um Who's that? Them are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gaskesel. Gaskesel is a club in Bern, and they are um, celebrating their fiftieth year this year, fiftieth anniversary. So they wanted to make an um, uh, LP uh, with the tracks from artists who already played in Gaskesel a few times, and I am one of those. <laughs> and I was already working on a track at that time. And I said, yeah, maybe, maybe I have something. Yeah. So I had a deadline. Uh-huh. And I made it. So I think I really need a deadline. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, is there anything that you, you've learned from the process of making this particular track? Like you can get nerdy now if you want to. You can get into detail.
1: Um, okay. I think with this track, I worked on more um, mixing part. Because I didn't have much experience or like, pff, I was not really good at mixing. So I was I was working with a friend of mine and uh, he helped me a lot about mixing. And I think I learned quite a lot from him, especially about mixing.
0: Yeah. Is this like once the track is completed and you're mixing like the levels of all the different instrumentation on the track?
1: Yes, like all the, all the, all the channels. All the channels, um, yeah. And... Um, that you, you could see all the channels from the equalizer and it has to be somehow a balance together and they they should sound good all together and yeah. one shouldn't be higher or lower or like one channel shouldn't be lost in between different channels and so on
0: absolutely yeah that's actually a really great skill to to learn definitely yeah let <laughs> us listen to your song our tales Move on to some of your projects that you're working on. Can you tell me what game theatre is?
1: So, um, game theatre is rather uh, a new genre, I would say, uh, in interactive theatre. Um, and basically, it's video game feeling theatre pieces. But what I am interested particularly is. Um, uh, the game theater that which we do in a way like escape room games, you know those. Oh yeah. So you got into a room and somehow you're locked, or there is something wrong going on, and you have to solve some riddles and move on to the uh, second room or to the second problem, whatever. Yes. Um That's that's the shape I am really interested in in game theater. I could say so. Um, my last project I realized it was my master's project it was my um, graduation project from Hochschule der Kunstaben and it was in exactly that form Uh, it was a huge escape room game with a lot of actors and a lot of musicians and music and different experiences in it so it's not only the game itself or not only the riddles, but um, also with the sound and acting and um, dancing and music, we want to make it more, how to say, rich. Mm. The whole piece, yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds fascinating. So it's like this whole interactive experience. There's people who who are participating in that but their audience but then there's also participants who are like actors and dancers and like putting on the piece
1: yes like actors and and usually we were actually um four five actors and two musicians um or three musicians and they are of course in the piece so they know what's going to happen yeah. or or they are um hinting they give hints to the audience actually I don't like to say audience because they are not just sitting and yeah. watching something I don't like this situation in theater that people come and sit and watch and okay they got it and they go home mm-hmm. of course I, I I don't want to say I don't like it but I don't want to do that yeah I did it already quite a lot of time this mm-hmm. kind of theater uh, like on an Italian stage. Um, But lately I'm more interested to make people move Mm -hmm. and make people physically move and do stuff. So in in those game theater pieces that I made or I want to make later is that if so-called audience, I want to say player, if players don't do anything, if they just watch. The piece doesn't work. It's oh. just don't go further.
0: Yes, you know I what see. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I love as well because I'm imagining what it looks like, and I'm, and I'm imagining you as an artist and the fact that you've got so much experience like djing and when you dj there's a real connection and a and especially in movement with the people who who are there watching you dj you know you, you people are dancing or people are moving people are in in the zone and it's almost like you're bringing that energy to these um games theatre pieces
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that is that right is that a right observation i
1: guess one can say that because i Um, When I started to um, uh, make theater in front of people, I was, uh, as I told you, I was young. I was like 16, 17 and it was an interactive theater as well. So I always had this situation with people, like something is coming from people and coming back through me to people. And which I really like because then there is a, there is something between us, you know, there is something real going on. I'm, interested what is alive and what is real at that moment so I'm not interested in memorizing lines and saying them every night in front of people yeah anymore <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in that but I'm not anymore
0: yeah you've done that now <laughs> <laughs> kind of tell me about you've got um, your own record label that you've started with um, friends yes uh, mirror records how yes. did that come about
1: Actually, we uh, started with Mirror Records in two thousand nineteen. The first year, we were not, we we didn't re- release anything. We were just um, working as a um, organization, party organization. We we made a lot of parties around Bern, and uh, after a year, uh, we said, okay, now we want to also release sound digitally. Yeah. Uh, we don't do uh, vinyls or something. We just um, release uh, on Beatport and also we have also have Spotify and SoundCloud and everything we are always looking for new artists but I believe we already work with quite quite awesome artists already all all around the world actually
0: how does it work um, in terms of like dividing responsibilities um, you know like what each other's roles are is there any sort of defined role that you have because how many of you is there five of you we are
1: five yes. yeah um, elias Elias is organizing everything he's handling everything let's say but we uh, the rest of us we are helping them or we are um, give ideas or we are um, we are trying to support him, mm. actually. But of course, we, each of us have uh, some specific things to do. Some of us are um, more um, responsible for the party part, like the decoration and all those stuff. And some of us more into uh, finding or uh, exploring new sounds or new artists. And um, for all the releases we make, we always um, make a decision all together. So if we have demos from artists, we always listen them all together oh, cool. somehow, and then we vote for it, and then we say, okay, we release it or not, and then it happens. Oh,
0: that's brilliant. <laughs> Let me go to the audience question we have. I think this goes back to something we've spoken about already, but it says, "We're dreaming of our own music. Were you ever tempted by that thought as well? If yes, or if you already do produce, how should we get started?" So that's someone who I think already DJs. So they're thinking about creating their own music as well. How how should they get started? I
1: don't know if I'm the right person <laughs> To ask this question you are because you produce your own music as well yeah but for me it was the the, the process was completely um, chaos like because I had um, in, the, in the very f- at the very first time when I started I use Ableton yeah. when I started to use Ableton I had no one actually around me to teach me how it works or something so I was um, just Watching a lot of YouTube tutorials and so on and try to um, develop myself. Um, and and then afterwards I had some friends around me who were um, helping me and showing stuff. And actually the last two years were the most effective mm. time in my life that I, I felt like I developed myself in producing. Mm. But before that it was really a an, an limitless space for me and I couldn't know where to start. I couldn't know what exactly to do or what sounds good or bad. So I would recommend to discover, I don't know, I just dis- I started to discover by myself. And then I started to let people I really trusted to listen to those and then give me some feedbacks because I think... I really feel that uh, feedback's are really really important. Yeah. And um if they have some musicians around them which they trusted or uh, trust their um, feelings and ideas, I think they should take some support and feedbacks from them. I think that's really really important. Yeah. So, um I would say don't be alone on that <laughs> or else you could go crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, but that's fantastic advice, actually, yeah. to, to bring in people because it can be quite lonely, I suppose, as well when you're producing. You get in your own world and you might forget that actually part of the process is to get others to listen and get that feedback and, and help to sort of guide you, especially at the beginning.
1: Yeah. But I'm not talking about the feedback like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. No. Well, it doesn't help at all.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we want specific <laughs> feedback from people exactly. who know what they're talking about. Exactly. That really helps. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for your answer. Before we close out, I just want to talk about um, you uh, coming from Turkey And being in Bern now and building up yourself as a local DJ, as you mentioned before, like what were some of the experiences that went with that?
1: Actually, I'm very, very uh, happy that I um, moved in Bern and I I do continue to my music career in Bern Mm. because I... uh, believe it was kind of a jump for me because for the first time when i came here well in ankara in my hometown um at those times um i was playing at least once or twice in a month in the clubs but the problem was that i was always playing like warm-up sets you know Uh because at some point i felt i don't know if i if i was a a a woman DJ or (laughs) I don't know why what was the problem or what was the situation but I kind of felt like they didn't really trust me to give a a, a, a whole night um, or to put me as a headliner uh, even though I was doing this job since years and all those people who are booking me or uh, organizing this kind of stuff for my friends anyway in Ankara there there were only two clubs and I really don't remember that I played as a headliner before I moved to Bern Um, and playing a warm up set puts you in some certain situation that you cannot really play whatever you want you always have to consider who's going to play after you and if uh, your sound gonna go up over uh, the, the dj next or
0: uh,
1: yeah a lot of struggle actually yeah um anyways and then i moved in band and i was not pretty sure if i will be um if i could continue my uh, dj career in band and i asked some friends from theater school and i asked yeah which clubs do you go? Or where do you go? I don't know, anywhere. And then they told me about this little club in Raetschule, Cafete. And they said they like there and they go there sometimes. Anyways, I mailed them. And to be honest, I was really not expecting a very quick answer quick reply but it was the case so in like three days i got an answer because i wrote them that i was doing this job since uh, since a while in turkey and now i moved in pan mm. and this is my sound code. this is my sound and i would like to continue and then they replied me very quick and the next month i was already playing um, uh, my first gig in Cafete. and then there some but he heard me at the, the, and the guy who was playing after me, he heard me and he booked me another to another um, party for the New Year's. And then at that New Year's Eve party, I met Elias with uh, uh, my colleague from label mm-hmm. and also a good friend. And from then on, uh, it just went on and on and on and on. And I never felt the pressure i felt before about that i shouldn't play so hard mm. <laughs> because oh you know God. i <laughs> i love that i like messy sounds yeah. i like hard sounds i like um how to say i don't know i like techno i like to play 130 and 32 bpm and it's not possible if you're playing an opening set mm. but here nobody tells me what to play <laughs> in Switzerland. Good. <laughs> it's just so great. <laughs> and um, if they book me, they know my sound, so they book me, uh, which it's great, actually, because I don't have to think about, well, yeah, I don't have to think about who's going to play with me together. Well, of course, I do think yeah, about but it. Not but not in it. the
0: same way that you had to before. Exactly,
1: yes. So it's more... I feel more free to be honest. I think people are more <laughs> I don't wanna say that, but I think people are more welcoming or people are more interested what you are actually doing here. Yeah. Or yeah. Or they don't see you because once I had a comment when I was playing in a club in Ankara and I know he didn't mean bad. I know he meant it well, but what he what he said was like hey, you know, you're so cool. You're like this little girl walking around and jumping around and then you go over there and you play a massive sound. That's great. And I was like, okay, why not? Why not young girls cannot play massive sounds? We can. (laughs) I mean, I'm not that young anymore, but I want young girls to play massive sounds or whatever they want to. It doesn't matter what they, what they, um, what the sound sounds like. What matters is what they want to do. And, yeah, I think that's the point.
0: Melissa, thank you so much for your conversation with me. It's been super inspiring, super interesting. Thank you for your time. Thank you very, very much. That was lovely. (laughs) If you want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. And if you like what you've heard today, please share it with your friends. Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. Music is by Jesse Croix.